Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Attack and Release Show. My name is Matt, and I am joined today by my good friend from Nashville, Sam Moses. Sam Moses, here I am. There you are. Wherever you are, there you are. I think you have said that for every episode for the past, like, five or six episodes. (laughs) You know, I've got them out of, like, uh, creative ways to introduce myself. Audience, if you've got some, DM me on Instagram. That's actually a like a idea. robot, like share, yeah, you know. um, like another famous person. Do you do you do you do any impressions? Um, no. Like Marvin the Martian. There's one impression I do really well, and it's of my neighbor. Listen, <laughs> my neighbor. <laughs> I don't think that'll translate. <laughs> I know it's literally the only impression I do well because he talks to Britt and I every day on our walk and Eleanor and he's got a very bold voice and so mm. I can do it very well um, and that's probably about the only one I do well and it just won't connect with the audience wouldn't be funny I think I have impressions for just about everyone I don't have an impression for you but my wife's like yeah whenever you're talking like saying something that somebody said to you you always talk like they talk <laughs> and uh, I can never do it on cue yeah um but anyway, welcome to the show. Yeah, here. Remember here. how last time, ladies and gentlemen, we said that we're going to probably need a sexier title for that episode to make it off the off the runway? Well, boy, golly, hold on to your seats. I don't know how we are going to make this enticing for anyone to listen to. Yeah. But uh, file management is today. And um, yeah, it's like if I could make the. Uh, comic book guy voice from the Simpsons <laughs> I would and uh, yeah so anyway file management is today I think it's really important it's been on our to cover list for quite some time <clears throat> and today is the day Today's the- today is the day ladies and gentlemen um, we're going to be kind of going over how we do it how we maybe used to do it are we doing this the way that we think we should? Is there anything that we think we should be doing better? Um, maybe even things that we've heard. Um, I don't know. Maybe what we're what we're doing is a little bit overkill. Maybe, maybe not. Who really knows? So, but we're <laughs> gonna go over it um, just because I know that um, it's good information. And I mean, even going through any of this myself, I always have questions, and I always have like a handful of people that I'll reach out to as. Uh, resources. So I think it's a good topic. So, yes. but before that, why don't you go ahead and, uh, you know, queue up a little bit of uh, housekeeping? Woohoo! Welcome to housekeeping, my friends, audience. Thank you for being here another week. It is just a gift to have you here. It's a gift and a treasure. So thank you. Uh, this is that unique time where you can screenshot this episode or past episodes. And tag me, Moses Mastering, tag Matt for the record mastering. The best part is we get to know all y'all one-on-one. We've gotten to know our audience better, our community better. And it's been freaking sweet over the last year to get to talk with y'all, to get to learn from y'all, and to see the community grow. So thank you so much for that. So if you can help us out, subscribe to the podcast. That's awesome. Please subscribe. Uh, leave some comments, leave some stars. Y'all have been doing that too. We are six years into this thing and uh, we are finally asking for your help. So if you could take one minute of your day to do that, that would be awesome. Keep sharing it. 
we are growing little by little, and that is awesome. So, yeah, I think that's it. Housekeeping done. Short and simple. Love ya. Do we Bye. have some, like, digital, like, bleeps and boops in the background as this is, like, a... I don't know. Yeah, like very some, like uh, digital esque episode. Yes, like some robotic uh, clicks and boops and beeps and do some boops and beeps. Boop, 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 boop. That's my nineteen that. seventies robot noise. Got it. We'll we'll throw that Got together. It. Yeah. Got it. You some like alien noise. Ooh, alien. What do we Sam alien and I have been like? down the alien rabbit hole recently, and mm-hmm. by golly. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going into it here. <laughs> no, this is the place. But alien noises. We can, we can have that going. Anyway, let's uh, let's kind of hop into this one. I don't know how long this episode's going to be. And we have a handful of episodes that... it's Some of them, we just don't know how it's going to take up an hour. So we're going to talk as long as we're going to be able to talk and give you the episode that we think we can best give you. So hopping into this, um, let's talk about how we like to receive files, how we don't like to receive files. And uh, so we'll start from like us receiving, uh, us moving it onto our platforms Whenever, then whenever we're done sending those out how we normally do that and then um, storage and archival and if that is even important or not so when you're receiving stuff how do you, how are you normally uh, uh, doing the intake yeah at this stage um, if they book through the website there is a spot to drop a file link or um, with some clients, I do have a WeTransfer direct link so they can upload to me directly and I get notified when somebody uploads. That would be like my ideal world is everybody just uses that. But a lot of people get files from their mixer um, that are already in one of the, I don't know, 20 or 30 options from like Dropbox to Google Drive to FilePass to uh, Box.com to Hightail. It's pretty wild how many options there are for file transferring at this stage. So a lot of the times people will just send me the link they have from their mixer or they'll CC their mixer in it and the mixer will send it over. Um, And so I'll get a link. Google Drive is uh, notoriously terrible for not giving access to uh, files for me. So that is a daily thing where I have to request access from people. And I don't know if it's a Google Drive thing, but I have it all the time too where people go, your email address is uh, given access. And uh, I've had people screenshot it to me and I still have access. So it's quite strange. But <laughs> eventually we sort that out and I get it. Um, and then from there, it goes into a download folder. And that is how I first intake and then from there I do something else but I think today we could possibly uh, you know dialogue I don't have to go through the whole thing so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop how do we even start this out what do you mean this dialogue oh I don't know but I episode 150 episodes of no dialogue instead of me like barfing word vomiting my whole start you can ask me questions you know I'm gonna stop it where the file gets onto the computer my hopes and dreams for file management yeah Exactly. Oh, so that's Maybe what we I can do. Like, interrupt each other in a like a cunning way. 
Potentially, yes. Oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. <laughs> so now the files are on my computer, not necessarily organized, but I've got them on my computer. So what do you do, Matt? Um, so with receiving, I also have a place where somebody can put um, a file link. I don't put. I have just a. I'm signed up for just about every file transfer service. Like I pay money for it. Um, I have a paid Dropbox. I have a paid WeTransfer. Um, I think actually those only two I pay for. <laughs> um, are there more? Uh, I do not pay at all for Google Drive. Um, but pretty much the majority of people will send stuff in Google Drive. Um, if I could have one potential outcome from this episode going live, it would be that people would stop sending me stuff on Google Drive because, <laughs> like, Sam and I were joking before this episode aired, I guess, before we started recording, that it always, no one allows access to these files. And so you're always having, like, as soon as I see something under the file link and it's always Google Drive, even if that session isn't going to be coming up for a, like a day or so, I'm always clicking the Google Drive link and just getting that whole like request access in through the system because I've had it literally take two days for somebody to give me access to it. Um, and so it's just it can just be a bit of a nightmare. And then I've also had a lot of corruption issues with Google Drive. Mm-hmm. Um I will say if I have to make a request as far as people sending in files, I love when files come in in a zip folder. Don't get me wrong. I like when I'm on my phone and I can listen to them like, and be like, oh, I wonder what's coming on in. And I can listen to them. I can listen to the sweet mixes. But man, please just put, pop them into a zip file. Um, it's like because the zip file won't even unzip or anything if something got corrupted and I don't really have to worry about if something with the song is weird like blips or boops or just random junk that might be in this or maybe like I don't know like random part of the song is weird and I thought that was normal and I thought it was normal because you sent me it and I thought something that you did and I work on sometimes some funky sounded stuff and I do it, send it back, like, hey, what's going on here? And I'm like, I don't know. That's how your song is. I thought it was weird, too. (laughs) Um, And it's like some random weird corruption error. And so I highly recommend just take everything, pop it into a folder, push compress folder, zip folder, whatever you're on, and then put that onto whatever file transfer service. If you have to use Google Drive, please use the zip folder. Um, All my final delivery, we'll get into that in a little bit, it's always on like some type of zip folder. Um, I can't, I can't not do it. Um, so that's really how I do it. My one thing with WeTransfer, I really like it. It's, it's like borderline idiot proof. The branding on it for the paid accounts is really awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, which is why I have the paid account for it. Um, my only thing is, is that Unless you're going out of your way to really relabel stuff, files really come in in like really weird folder names. Like we transfer photos, or it just says photos, or it says like we transfer files. And it's like, well, I can have however many of those things hanging out if I don't immediately file stuff away, which is like I could just push download. And then while I'm waiting for whatever to download, if it's 10 songs, which could be. If they're at 96, it's like you're going to get several gigs or like, I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe one or two gigs of songs. And so it's going to take a while to download. Well, I'm going to go check my email, stuff like that. I'm going to forget. 
And it's like, oh, well, what is this WeTransfer thing? And it's like, I don't want to read, I don't want to mislabel stuff. And it's like, there's a lot of room for error with like the like the the main folder labeling. And mm-hmm. um, but I love WeTransfer. I've never had an issue with it outside of that. Um, Dropbox has its own issues, but I can get into those later. Um, let's see. I think as far as receiving, my biggest gripe is. Google Drive, but okay. So let's say uh, dialoguing, in the sake of dialoguing, Samuel, Uh um, these little piggies are now on your computer. They're on your desktop. They're wherever you have them download to. What do you do as soon as they're on your desktop, getting them ready for a session? So all my files sit in the download folder. Piggies from here on out. Yeah, all my little piggies sit in the download folder. Then from the download folder. I actually have within the download folder Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then I have waiting reply. So I will drop each, as I'm scheduling, I will drop that folder with the client's name. Because usually it is when I download the file, it's usually, no matter where it's coming from, it's rarely labeled like well, like with the client's Mm -hmm. name. It's usually the song title or, you know, Final Mix 12, 4, or 5, or something, or or something, whatever. So I will, at the front of it, type in the client's name and then drop that into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, and so then it sits there, and that aligns then with my calendar, uh, my to-do list for each day that's written out. So all the sessions live, before I create the session, live on the download folder, then when I'm actually working on it, um, you know, I open up Logic and uh, I've been using actually Keysmith um, macro, which allows me to hit like a certain key combo and it will actually open Logic up and dump a file into Logic um, for me, which is fun. So I'll open up Logic, the file will get dumped into the first track, which is what I work off of, and then I save it. Um, I actually save onto my external solid-state drive. Um, I use solid-state drives. I love them. My actual laptop, I work off a laptop as well. I used to have a Mac uh, Mini. Got rid of that. Um, have a MacBook Pro. That's uh, 2021. 2021. Um, an i9, and it's quite good. Still kicks butt. Um but anyway, the file gets saved onto my hard drive under Projects 2023, and then under that, it's the client's name again. Um, so each year has a has a thing, like 2023, 2022, 2021. I only keep the last three years on the first solid-state drive. Um, and then, yeah, once it's on, I save it as the client's name in that, and then it sits there. And that's what I work off of. And uh, it's pretty simple. It works for me. works really well. It's super easy. And uh, that's, that's, that gets me to the file is saved. I always save the file first. Some people get going. They like drop it in and start working on it. And they forget to save. Mm. I kind of used to do that sometimes. And then if you get, a, you crash get a crash or something. Yeah. Thankfully, I don't really get like legit. Like I do not get crashes like ever anymore knock on wood um but when i first started like 
I feel like plugins and logic in general was and Pro Tools. I mean, Pro Tools is still, in my opinion, a hot mess for crashes. But um, last few years, like my setup is rock solid. So uh, no, no real issues. But yeah, always save first. You, you're going to save eventually. So just do it. Like mm-hmm. you have to do it. Um, but yeah, that's how I get it. You know, basically ready to work on. So what do you do? Um, every time I see that I didn't save something, it's always like a bit of a clincher moment of like, <laughs> oh no, don't touch anything. Must save now. And then you get like the you get the rainbow pizza and you're like, oh no. Oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> pull through, so, pull through. Yeah. Um, so okay, so the piggies are on my desktop and I have a, a like a solid state that I work off of, and then I have like a four bay solid state um, like drive bank that mm-hmm. I save to. Yeah, um, both of those are OWC. One is like the one that I work off of is the Thunderblade. Holy bejeebers, is that sucker fast? Um, I really like it. It's a little big if you need to travel. So I have. Um, another one of their portable um, solid-state drives that, like, if I'm going... I go a lot over to Asia and whatnot, and so if I have to if I have to take work with me, I'll normally do that remote. Um, I should probably say that I'm not on the best computer right now. I'm on a... <laughs> for those of you working on ancient technology... Uh, once the hamsters get going on my 2015 <laughs> iMac, um, it starts running great. Actually, I, I bet it would run great if I wasn't working in 96. But because I'm working in 96, it's actually forced me to streamline stuff, which is fine for me and my workflow. Um, but I'm about to make the switch to the laptop, so we're recording this right now about the middle of July and let's see if we're three episodes ahead. So this will air in two months. So it'll be so right around early to middle September. So we should be about the time that Apple starts announcing some of their next stuff. And so, I don't know. I kind of want to see what's coming out. Are they coming out with another MacBook Pro or an, I, yeah, yeah, an iMac Pro? What are they going to do? And I'm going to probably make a big decision then. But I have an M1 uh, laptop. It was like the Ultra or the Max or whatever. Like the most powerful M1 was before they switched to the M2. Um, I got one of those, and I like it a lot. And the funny thing is, is that I can totally make sessions on that thing whenever I travel. That my iMac will not run. It just will not run those sessions. Um, and it's not like a incompatibility it's a it is too much processing at 96 for this to even run which i thought was kind of amusing and frustrating um but it really was the writing on the wall and then my mac has started so like with owc you get this whole subscription to this thing called soft raid where you can take any of your drives and you can configure them into like raid configurations um it also runs this thing that I guess Google created that every time the drive starts up, it writes some data to the drives, every drive that it can possibly write to, I, I guess. And it reads back that data, and per how it reads back that data, it gives you some information about 
it gives it some information about how long it believes the drive is going to essentially live for. And if it believes that it's going to live for, if it's going to die within the next six months, the little icon will turn from blue, which is good, to yellow, which mm-hmm. is not good. I don't know what's after yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know what's on. So let me see. Launch soft raid, and let's see what it says about this. A disk should be replaced. This disk contains excessive bad sectors and is 10 to 20 times more likely to fail than a normal disk in the next two to six months. So it doesn't mean that it's going to fail in the next two to six months, but it's 10 to 20 times more likely to fail than a normal disk. It's also like the time that my Mac, like whenever I turned it on, you get the Apple but then, like, it doesn't have the load bar. The Apple just hangs there, and it's like, oh, no, I know what this means. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you either got to wait it out or you just wait for it to start. So um, when I first got that, I thought that I had a bad disk at one time. Uh, like, one of the drives that I bought was kind of like, no bueno. But then I go and look at this disk, and I was like, oh, what is this? And I go, like, like oh, two terabyte disk, it's this. <laughs> disk predicted to fail soon. And it's, like, the one that's, like, Macintosh HD. I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and so that really kicked it into high gear for me that I it was like, yeah, okay, we really need to kind of make some moves. So with that said, nothing, absolutely nothing, um, like work in any capacity is saved to my iMac. My iMac is literally just for processing, and mm-hmm. it still does a great job. I have no problem with it or how it runs. Um, it does get bound up, and it's like there's some things that Sam showed me recently that really kind of make it a little gassy. Um, but it's not like an ancient machine. I'm asking it to do probably a lot more than it sh- like an eight-year-old computer really should be doing. I mean, gosh, almost nine. Um, anyway, I mean, even after I replace this, I'll probably still hold on to this and format it. It's like, I have a computer, I have a macbook pro from 2012 and it's like anytime i have an issue with it i just format it and keep going it's like Mm -hmm. these are great little like machines they are made to run um so anyway all that to say um when the file the piggies land on my desktop i will make a folder for them and i actually color organize my folders Mm -hmm. um so i have like two big drives that hang out on my desktop and one is one says hello, which is my everyday stuff, and then one is for the record mastering archive, which has like all my backups and archives. But we can get into all that a little bit later. Um, if it's an active session, then like you know how you can like put a dot next to like a folder, like a color dot. Mm-hmm. All my active sessions are green. All of my it's done, but we still need to communicate are purple and green. If it's need, if it needs to get filed away, it's purple, and then if it's like red, it's like, hey, we're waiting on something. Um, and it's honestly just kind of been my way that I organize stuff, like like green, yeah, good to go, kind of thing. Um, this isn't really a scheduling episode, but um, when I get the, f- I, I guess I can go in there. Whenever I get the file to my computer. Um, I'll also schedule the session and the session, it's kind of triggered, like you hit submit and Squarespace kind of like triggers this in the program. Um, and then I kind of have to schedule it around. 
But there's a program called Monday, and we use that at my other company for pretty much managing product releases to managing departments to like really any like random task. It's like we want everything to essentially be a task and to be assigned like like a status. And so I just have a side private board on Monday that I use for um, all of essentially my mastering projects. And that is, um, once again, this is not that episode, but essentially it'll assign like the artist name and what like it is, EP, single, LP, the status of it, like not ready for mastering, mastering. And it's like, if it's like in a queue, it's like one, two, three, four, five, like however many are in front of it. Song number, how much is being charged for that? Like if there's somebody with like 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 a different rate than normal. It's like if it's like a like a label rate versus like a regular rate. Um and then like that will all be added up to like an invoice total. So it's like I kind of know as far as like when I'm going back in my billing, I can be like, okay, this is all taken care of, this is taken care of. Oh, this is still outstanding. And I can kind of manage it from there. But this isn't that episode. But anyway, all all of that is connected and corresponding. Inside of back to the folders with the dots. Um generally I'll have the name of the person and I'll have like the name of whatever it is I'm working on. So let's see. Uh, I know Zach Klein listens to this podcast. So hi, Zach. So you have a green dot next to you. And then he had a single called Fallback. And so it says Fallback and then parentheses single. You click on that. And then there's three folders. There's a master, a mix, and a session folder. And all the mixes go in the mix folder. And I have Fallback mix. And then everything for me, I upsampled to 96. And so there is a 96 folder in the mix folder, and then the 96 goes in the 96 folder. And then the session, whenever that's built, that and Hoffa or anything else goes into the session folder. And then guess where the masters are printed? You guessed it, to the master (laughs) folder. And that's honestly how all of it is managed. Um, Inside of the master folder, upon delivery, there will be another folder because it's like I can have like, I don't know, if somebody has revisions, it's like you could have, I don't know, however many revisions in there. So it's like I want like a final thing that I'm going to deliver. And so it's like I'll have like a folder that says fallback inside the master folder, which already has files in it say fallback. And then I'll put a PQ sheet if necessary and then all the stuff that I'll deliver. And we'll kind of get into that in a little bit. But anyway, that's how that's organized on my desktop. Um, for archival purposes, and we'll get into that in a bit, um, my hello folder is directly backed up like in in entirety to my for the record mastering archive folder. So there's inside the for the record mastering archive there is a hello folder and in that hello folder is everything that's on the hello drive. And so on the main like working mastering kind of drive. Um so my whole like computer thing kind of falls apart whenever like I want to take something home to do like a DDP that a customer requested or whatnot. Because um, let's like, say I run out of time during the day after the kids go to bed and everything, I want to do the DDP, just knock that out so I can move on, move on with my schedule. And uh, it's like, well, now I got a DDP on a laptop and I got all this other stuff. So it's like I'm working towards like a one computer system and then I have some other archival stuff I'll talk about uh, a little bit later. Um, so that's what happens when the piggies get to market. 
Um, so let's chat. Do you have anything you want to say about that? I'm uh, anal retentive or something, or you want to move on? <laughs> um, I'll just say that for my hard drives, I actually just use my solid state as a SAN disk, two terabyte, which is where everything works on. And then I have like five or six uh, just Western digital 10 terabytes that get backed up. I have everything duplicated three times for the past 10 years um, on hard drives. I don't do any, I'll just say it right now, I don't do any cloud storage of any kind. Mm. I have everything physical. Um, And I will buy a new solid state drive each year as well. So each year, one of my solid state drives becomes just that year and whatever's on it. And then I buy a new one and then it's backed up twice on the big terabyte ones, 10 terabytes. Um, and I used to buy the expensive, I'll call them expensive hard drives, like glyphs or things of that nature. And I've only had difficulty with high-end hard drives in my hmm. career. And I just stopped and went to like the cheaper <clears throat> ones. And I just kind of told myself, well, I'll just buy like multiple cheaps and back it up every year um, multiple times. And since I, I've been doing that for like seven years, six years, never had an issue with the cheap drive. Um, what issues did you have with glyphs? I would have just, the hard drives just crap out. They just get corrupted. Really? Yeah. Yep. Were they solid state or? No, this like, was before I went solid state with everything. Mm. Um, but my big like 10 terabyte ones are not solid state. Those mm. are, um, what do you call them if they're not solid state? <laughs> Spinning, spinning I, I would always just call them, yeah, like like spinning drives, like spinning physical drives. drives kind of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've I've gone, the last six, seven years, gone, I'll say, quote-unquote, cheap. Cheap on all hard drives, never had an issue. Um, I never let them get to full capacity. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but like I always heard, like, don't get them within like 90% or 80%. Um, and they don't do that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I do... Um, Every Friday, I do a backup of the week, which is kind of a transition, but I will take whatever I've done that week and dump it onto one of the 10 terabyte drives and then back. Well, it'll go on both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything's like backed up for the week. Um, but yeah, I've never had any issues with uh, the cheaper hard drives. I'm sure there's people out there who have had issues with them, but. Um, but yeah, that's just, that's, that's my story and I'm sticking to it for that. So just wanted to say that part of it. Yeah. Um, kind of trying to see like, what is, I think it's just like a hard drive as if it's like, just like regular spinning drive. I think everyone knows what we mean when we say spinning drive. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, it's either like SSD or it's just, it's just, it's either like solid state or it's. Just a hard drive. Someone out there knows um, it. They can tell us it. DM yeah. us the proper term. Like, yo, hey, fool. Hey, idiot. That's what it's um, called. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't really know what it's called. I, I have everything solid state. Mainly just because I didn't really know the noise of getting into, like, nice hard drives. Yeah. I, and it's like, and it's like, I'll pay a little bit more just because it's like, I know that I'm going to be able to hang on to this. Like I'm gonna be hanging on to this for a little longer, and I don't really want the mechanical failure. Yeah. Um, but here's the odd thing, and it's like I was on OWC's website, which 
if you've gotten anything by now, it's kind of who I like to buy drives from. Um, Justin Perkins, who I know listens to this podcast. Hi, Justin. Uh, he recommended OWC to me a while ago, and I've just really been a big fan. It's like their customer service was great. Um, I was switching from Glyph. I've never had an issue with Glyph. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no reason to switch. I just really wanted something faster, and yeah. it was like super fast, and I like their little RAID software, and I'm super happy with it all. Um, I'll also say for this uh, episode, I'm kind of all over the place a bit with what I do. Um, just because it's like I'm still trying to figure it out. And so like I'm over saving files. And so it seems kind of wasteful with like how I'm saving files until I kind of figure out what I want to do. And so it's like I kind of have like everything but like the final archival thing down. Um, I do have like an archive, but I want like an archive, 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 archive. <laughs> um, I don't want um, there's there's actually like an archival unit that OWC has, which is wild. It's a uh, it's a tape archive. Yeah, and it's like I it apparently takes forever to write to and forever to get inf- information from. But I guess tape is just one of the best mediums for file storage, mm. ironically, and. This thing is just if you need to save a like a booty load of files, this is uh, this is how they recommend to do it, and that sucker is expensive. <laughs> I want to go look that up because I was just on their website, and it's just reading it, being like tape. You're gonna save so this thing to tape? Yeah. What was it? I'll have to I'll have to look it up in our next. Oh, is this Archive Pro? Let's see, for 16 terabytes of tape, it's $4,500. Up to 8 tera- terabytes per LTO tape. Holy mm. cow. Per tape. Yeah. Guaranteed my... for 30 years. Ooh, wow. wow. Guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, my archiving is just on those big terabyte things. And it's all they're all connected to like a USB-C hub. So they're all plugged in together. Um, but I don't keep those terabytes running those big ones, I will just only have them on when I'm backing up things on Friday and then I shut them off. Um, so they're not running 24-7. The only thing that's running all the time is the solid-state drive that I'm using for the current projects. Um, so those big, like, 10 terabyte drives only run for, like, 12 hours once a week uh, when I do my backups for the week. I'm looking at this thing. $9,200 for 16 terabytes. That's crazy. But you got it for 30 years. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm glad I. my archive process is very simple. I mean, everything I do is like very, to me, simple and just works for me. And that's what I would encourage everyone to do is whatever yeah. works for you, do that. But just do something like in this process. Like don't have everything on one drive or like just cloud. Stuff can happen to cloud things. Like it can um, well, what's like the whole rule that like if you have it in one space, you don't have it. If you have it in two spaces, you have one copy. <laughs> if you have it in three spaces, you have two copies. Yeah. Um, and so we'll kind of get into this. Um, so let's say okay, let's. Uh, so we have it. We have it in here. I want to go over mine again, just because I feel like I overcomplicated it. <laughs> I literally get the files. I make a cut client file, 
And then it's like mix session master, and it goes in that file, and that's what I work off of. Yeah. And then I think I said that I put everything on my solid state drive. I do not like working off of. Yeah. What's odd is that the session performs so much better when it's not drawing from the hard drive of my computer. Yeah. And so I'm sure that's like there's a reason for that. I, I'm not really that heady, um, but I like it a lot. Like right now, this right. podcast is being saved to that drive. That's and what so, I do. I'm saving to my solid state right now. External. Yeah, I just, I don't trust this computer to not die. Yeah. So down the line, though, when I figure out whatever Apple's going to do kind of coming up here in the fall, I'm going to either hop into like a nicer iMac or I'm just going to get a nice monitor and then use my M1. And I think I might have to just use my M1 because, man, for work, I'm just like, I'm all around in meetings and it's like, I hate having to take my laptop. Oh, do I have those same tabs open that we were doing the research and the R and D on on this other on the iMac? And it's like, no, it's like it's almost better just to like do everything off of my laptop. And so I go home. I have my laptop with me. I'm ne- I never am am lacking that laptop. So yeah. um, I think that's the way I'm gonna go. Um, yeah, I think that's the way it needs to go. Anyway. Um, let's talk about sending. So you're all done. You're all wrapped. Yeah. The piggy is cooked. It's got the bow on it. The piggy is hot and ready to go to the client. Yes. How are you sending this back to the client? Well, just real quick, when it's after I've saved it, obviously in the initial folder, like I said before, then I work on the song. Then when I export it, it goes into that bounce folder, obviously. Mm. Um, and it gets labeled song title, Moses Mastering, and then the bit rate, sample rate. Um, and that's how I label everything for people. If there's a sequence of a record, it'll be like 01, song title, Moses Mastering, 44116, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's where the files go. Uh, I print offline always, never real time. Done ABs, sound the same, never had an issue So for 12 years. So I print everything offline. Um, I find that it goes pretty quick. I don't have any issues or complaints about how fast it goes. Um, doesn't really, if anything, gives me like thirty seconds to a minute to like get the email going to send it. So that leads mm-hmm. us to this part, which is the file's done. I start typing the email. I use Mail Butler in my email, so I have templates um, to start like the delivery email, and then I customize it to say you know what I like about the project or any thoughts or whatever. Um, but it just has the initial, like, here's the master for review, and then it has, like, my end kind of thing of, like, take your time, listen to it, let me know your thoughts, here's the download link. Um, so, yeah, so it gets dumped. I go to my, my WeTransfer is always open. I add the files to WeTransfer. I label it on WeTransfer what it is. So when they uh, get the, the folder, it is kind of labeled, because you can label it when you send it. Um, so it'll usually say, like, the name of the thing, most master, and we transfer, and then it is kind of random, like random numbers. Um, so I uploaded, we transfer, I dump it in right under the download link in the email where it says download link, and then I hit send. So it's very simple. When someone downloads it, I get notification. Also with Mail Butler, um, I it tracks like when it hits people's inboxes, who opens it, when they open it, where they open it, so I can see that. Email's been opened. I can then get notification that the file's sneaky, been downloaded. Sneaky. Yeah, it's really helpful. I like knowing who's opening what when. Um, 
just kind of helps me manage like when there's lots of people involved, if someone's like slowing up the process, if I know we have a hard deadline, I will do my own little back end and like email that person specifically and be like, hey, everybody needed this done by like Friday night. If you could take a listen, you know, um, and then usually they do. People are busy um, usually, which is fine. And sometimes people forget too. Like people open an email and forget that they opened it and then they just continue on. I've had that happen. I have that happen probably once a month actually where someone will open the email and forget to download the file because people just like are on their phones like obsessively clicking on things. And so they click on the email and they like read it, they get excited and then they forget uh, that mm-hmm. they opened it because maybe they opened it like while they were going to the bathroom like or like standing in line. I don't know. Um, and then like two days later, like, hey, can you send me the file? And I'm like, it's, uh, you know, you already have the email there, but here it is again. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot about that. But that happens like once a month actually because um, I can see they've opened it, but they didn't download anything. So anyway, um, yeah. I get notified from WeTransfer when they download it. Then I assume, you know, they're going to respond in the next few days, which everybody usually does. And then once they respond, hey, this is amazing. We're good to go. Um, they're good to go. The file they have is the final file. Um, most people still want 44116 for release, um, depending on what else they're doing. If it's labels, we'll do high res or whatever they want for that. Something 24-bit usually run all the alts, instrumental acapella TV, up, down, whatever they need, send that the same way and retransfer. Or with labels, sometimes they use uh, Asperia, I think it's called, the IBM. So there's a lot of, they have their own file upload system when you're actually done to, to dump everything to uh, quality control distribution. So, um, so yeah, it just depends on the client because sometimes they'll want me to dump stuff into their own system. Um, but for the most part, yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward. You know, download link, they download it, they listen, they love it, great, they're done, they can use it. If we do other formats, then I run those um, the next available time, send those the same way, and then the project is done. Um, and that project just sits on that solid state drive and gets backed up again. You know, every Friday, it all gets backed up. And, uh, you know, then like, once, once a month, too, or once a week, somebody says, hey, remember me from 2019? I lost the song, or my hard drive crashed, or I got a new computer, or I can't find it. Can you send it to me? And I say, no problem. I got it right here. So, um, so yeah, I've never had an issue, never been in a tough spot with files. I've always put that as a priority to be organized for me and then backed up multiple ways. Um, hard drive space is so cheap. You should never be in a tough situation where you've lost files for clients. Um, I've never done that. I never will do that. <laughs> and uh, it's just something you can avoid. Um, but you'd be surprised. I, I'm always surprised at how many people have had that situation. Um, you know, a lot of people I know have uh, lost projects, lost clients because they have no backup system, um, you know, and the session's gone. So anyway, um, do that. Be responsible. You're a business. You're getting paid good money. You know, back up your files for your clients. Keep those files for your clients. Archive that however you want to. Keep multiple copies um, and have a system because you're a business and you're a professional and you should uh, look and function like that. Mm-hmm. And that is how I do it. That's how I do it. What about you? Nice. Something kind of interesting. Yes. 
unless I really, unless it's requested or something like that, I've kind of stopped delivering 44.1. It's now just kind of 44.124, and I was like, I really just don't, like, because I'm in 96.24, and I'm like, well, I really don't want to, like, add noise for the sake of adding noise, so I just kind of stopped going to 44.116. And so 44.24 is kind of where everything lands. And I guess either a lot of people don't use CD Baby and need it, or everyone's totally fine with uploading that, and it's like, well... I'd rather you just upload the better sounding one, and here you go. Yeah, and it's like I don't, I don't feel like I don't feel like doing it, but it's also it's like I I don't see a lot of people having a lot of issue, and I right. also put in my delivery emails about like CD Baby that I don't really like unless like if you have to use it, yeah, then use it. But it's like if that's where you feel comfortable and that's where you want to do business, then sure do that. Um, but I just think their whole forty four one like sixteen thing is kind of weird. Yeah. Um. And so it's like, yeah, I, this file will only work with this person, and this person's living uh pretty far in the past. Um, don't get me wrong; it's like quote CD quality yeah. um stuff, and it's like there's nothing wrong with that file. Um. But it's like, man, if I can deliver higher files and people not really have a problem with that, then that's cool. Anyway, when I'm done, um. I will export. I will export offline. I actually don't even think about it anymore. I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's how it's going to go. I'm not. I don't do real time at all. Yeah. Because um, that happened once <laughs> through the gear. <laughs> I already had to wait real time. Um, so I'll do the normal export, and literally ninety six. Sometimes they take long enough to get the delivery email together and all the other stuff. And. Uh, you guessed it, they all export to the master folder <laughs> for that client. It's all pretty simple, straightforward. Um, is there a way in Mac so that I can like write a script so that I can push like a certain key command and it'll create an untitled folder with mix, session, and master folders already populated? There probably is. Um, if there is somebody yeah. out there might know. I use Keysmith for like some stuff. And you get your first five like commands um, for free Key with them. Smith, like Will Smith. But, I, but you know, it only does so much. You're basically telling it. Um, I think it's basically doing within the Mac. Um, can't even think. It's like automation, basically. And mm-hmm. uh, you can you can do that on a Mac Unlimited by yourself if you want to set it up. Like mm-hmm. when you hit a certain key, something happens, or a combo of keys. It's like shortcuts, basically keyboard yeah, shortcuts. Yeah, That's yeah. probably what it's called, Mac keyboard shortcuts. If you go into preferences, someone out there will know the answer. Help Matt out or me out. But um, but I like Keysmith. If you haven't used that, check that out. There is a company I think called like Logic Macros that does make uh, like uh, things within Logic to run, and I can't remember what all it offers, but. I think it is called just Logic Macros. But it's pretty cool too. So nice. Um, but yeah, you can tell your computer to do things. Yes, I need to do that. <laughs> I think as um, AI progresses too, we're gonna see more and more of stuff like that come out, which I think yeah. would be kind of fun. Because people use like Stream Deck and stuff all the time for mix exporting and whatnot. But there's not been yeah, a lot of like, uh, like mastering type stuff. So 
Yeah, uh, I don't want a stream deck. Yeah. It's like I don't have that much stuff that I like repeatedly do. Yeah. It's like I don't mind pushing open Google Chrome and it's like in general, it's like when I deliver something, it's like I'll write like a kind of personal note, but then I'll be like, hey, here's some distribution notes that kind of answer every question you could have about these files. And I'll like copy and paste that for notes like below. Yeah. Oh, something when you copy and paste for notes, it's not the same font and size as the email. And so whenever you do that as a template, make sure you like select the whole email and then like put like a common font and a common like text text size or it looks like you copy and paste the template even though you did it just kind of looks chummy. Yeah. Um that's a little like random quality ching. Anyway, um so the piggy is printed, cooked, ready to go, hot and ready. Um uh, bah, bah, bah. let's see. I have changed what I do recently. I used to be Dropbox. I would send just the normal file um, so that they could listen to it in Dropbox. But for years, I have known that Dropbox playback was an MP3, and I think that was really to help their like process essentially speed everything up. And so you eventually, you occasionally would have clicks and pops and boops that were not in the actual download. If you download it, you wouldn't really hear it. Um, but whenever a, that is the impression a client gets, then we have to completely go in another direction. Um, last year, in the summer, man, I'm talking about everyone today. Uh, Pierce Johnson, um, hi Pierce, I know you listen to this podcast, recommended uh, Sampley to me. Um, either that or he was talking to somebody at Sampley about the podcast, and the person at Sampley reached out. It was a really, really, really bad time of year. And Sampley totally reached out to us to do something with us. And it just was a really bad time. Uh, you and your wife, y'all just had uh, your first kid. My wife was going through some pretty crazy stuff. You can listen to that episode. It happened last year. I'm not getting into it. Just a really like rough time of year. And um, But I always had in the back of my head, I was like, oh, let's try Sampley. I, have, I, was, and I told a few of my clients about it. And we were talking about it in a few other places, and uh, everyone seemed to love it. And so I was like, okay, I'll try this out. And it's like, you can go on and you can upload these files, and you can allow as much permission or as little permission to the client as you want to include download permission. You can they have like invoice and all this other stuff on there. It's really neat. And then, but most importantly, the playback is in the full resolution. You can upload yours or the client's like, uh, cover artwork and all that stuff and it's really great and so my initial downloads probably for the past f- five months have been on Sampley and I candidly love it. I have no complaints. It looks professional. It's everything I honestly could ask for. Um, I don't deliver in Sampley though. Um, that's just kind of like, okay, the client likes it and everything but we're still in 9624 and so ideally... I need to send them back something that's like like a handful of files that are usable. And generally, once everything is approved, I will um, create a folder that's... I, I stole this from Sam 110%. Yeah. You said I could, but yeah, I stole it from anything. I have a folder that says Masters for Digital Distribution, and then I have my 9624, I have a 44124, a 44116 if needed, and an MP3 because they like to show that stuff around, and it's nice and easy and portable. But I'm like, do not upload this, please. And uh, that's all pretty great. 
and I normally have a PQ sheet and instrumentals and anything else that they may need for like distribution. Some clients really like the 4824 for video, and so like I'll have that with any other accessory tracks. And normally there's a little bit more than like one file that goes bouncing around. Um, all of that gets zipped into a folder. And that gets delivered on Dropbox. And it's like, I'm kind of like looking, okay, what is Dropbox good for? To me, Dropbox is good for file, like transfer and management. But I don't really think it's good for file playback. And so that's kind of where I draw my line. And that's why I do a paid thing with Samply. Um, So that's kind of how I send. Um, You said in your little text that you want me to... Take it home. Do you have anything you want to say, Sam? Because I got like archival stuff I can go into. No, I'm good. I feel like I shared everything, but feel free to share. We're good. Just share what you want. No crap. This isn't overly long from here. Okay. So, management from here, and I kind of went into this a little bit. So, the client has it, they love it, and like, oh my gosh, I can't believe anyone ever thinks they would give you a revision. It's like, (laughs) oh, I know, it's so great. It doesn't, it sounds so good. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, it's like a whole back and forth of that. And then anyway, okay, how do we save this file? So, I have like a whole like thing of everything I've ever sent anybody on Dropbox. It's all, I don't do it by year, I just alphabetize it. And so, I have like groups of like, I'll go on Dropbox right now. I have like, like the the number sign, I guess, like hashtag, like A, B, C, D, and then another folder, E, F, G, H, another folder, I, J, K, L. And then it's like in there is then broken down by A, B, C, D. And so I click on A. Then I see every band I've ever worked with in alphabetical order, that starts with the letter A. And that's honestly how I do it. Um, I'm not going to say it's perfect. I'm not going to say it's ever going to not get overloaded, but that's just kind of how I've done it for... Right about coming up on 10 years. And I like that a lot. Um, and everything that is archival-wise is hanging out in some kind of a zip folder. Um, and then I have that. This is where it gets like really convoluted because I have every bit of everything just about. Um, I also have under my archival drive that backs up all of my uh, active sessions. Um, I also have the same thing that Dropbox has, but it's now saved on four different solid state drives. That's like a specific RAID configuration that's always like backing one of them up um, or parts of the files and everything. And then um, I have what I use for like uh, the files copying, like the, the drives copying one another. I use Carbon Copy, which I like a lot. It is worth the the paid version of that, or I think there's a demo version, but I really like it a lot. It automates, um, I think everything automates once a day. What happens here? Uh, the active backup for my main is archived is archived hourly. Um, the mobile one that I take overseas and everything, that is archived whenever it's plugged in. And then, yeah, that's kind of like the main guy. And then, this is where it gets overly redundant. I have like Backblaze that's like a cloud-based system mm-hmm. that will back up every single thing on my computer um, once a day at like 9 a.m. or something like that. And so it's like I have files on files on files. Um 
I'll probably eventually get rid of that because I want to eventually get a NAS, which is like network accessible storage. I just mm-hmm. haven't really had the time to set this up. And I want to put the NAS at home. And so I want to wire that to my router. And then I want to, like, my, my computer's already wired here. Um, I essentially want my archive to back up um, to that NAS. And so I want, like, something that I control, that I have control over, that's off site. And uh, kind of like if the office ever burns down, I lose everything. Well, at mm-hmm. least I have all this other stuff. If the internet crashes and all the other stuff, you know, I'm I'm like a I'm like a worst case scenario kind of guy. <laughs> so anyway, that's really what I do. I know I go overboard, um, but you know what? I got your file, and I probably have it in five different <laughs> places. Uh, I'm just I'm freaking paranoid, man. So, but at the end of the day, I have your file. You have anything, Sam? No, I'm good. Cool. Well, we didn't think we could talk an hour about this, but guess what, buddy? <laughs> we did. We talked an hour about it. No problem. So we're going to wrap this up. I got to get home. My wife's got dinner. I saw the little trigger notification mm, pop up, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Brittany, what are you making? I think we're doing like chicken thighs or something, so I'm going to kind of scoot on home. Yum. Um, let's see. Yeah, I have nothing else on here. All right. If you hear the music queuing up in the background, that was made by the one and only Sam Moses. Give him some likes. Give you some likes. <laughs> Give Sam some love. <laughs> Send him a DM and say, hey, thanks for putting these together. These episodes always sound awesome. Send me a message today saying, hey, I just built three of these podcasts. I can't wait to mow my grass the next three times and listen to these three podcasts because I know he knocked it out of the park. So thank you, Sam, for putting these together. I'm super grateful. You saying thank you to Sam would be an extension of my gratitude. And so I would really appreciate it. Um, let's see. If you liked what we said or have any questions, or want to add comments, send us what you do. You should leave us a comment, or some likes, or some stars, or whatever. Subscribe to the podcast. That would be great, too. Um, We'd love to really hear it all. Um, But DMing us, that would be great. Taking a screenshot of this part of the episode would also be awesome. And posting it, being like, hey, this is what I do, and I think Matt goes way overboard, or you can really streamline it if you do this. Or if you know a new way, like an uh, like an Illuminati way, that like, oh, we do this with AI, and we integrate with the system, and I have this in my brain. We're going to be mastering on our brains in a little bit, and that's if the AI doesn't take over first. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? If you need a mastering engineer, Sam can be found at Moses Mastering. I can be found at For The Record Mastering. We'd both love to master your record, your single, your EP, whatever you got. And I think that's about it. Woo! Can you think of anything else? Good to go. Cool, good to go. Pack it up, zip it, whatever. Let's head out of here. Bop it. Morning, afternoon, even, whatever you're having. Have a darn good one. Cue the music. Yeah, right.